0: Everybody. welcome to episode two seventy six, two seventy six of the Go Gorilla Go Filmcast Resource for all things indie film and more. I am one of your hosts, Sasha Dumont.
1: I'm another host, Mister Two Seventy Six. Have
0: to step over the end of every one of my lines.
1: Yeah, just like you do uh, when you're acting, and I'm trying to edit around you. You got to oh, step shit. on everyone's lines. It.
0: I do not step on everybody's lines.
1: You, all you actors with your talking over each other.
0: And now it's all you actors. Before yeah. it was just me.
1: Yeah. Well, you're an actor. You do it.
0: Guilty. You know, you know what? Whatever. Yeah. What fucking ever, buddy? Mm-hmm. Um, remember that time that you recorded over all of our footage? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that
1: was awesome.
0: <laughs> um we're fun to work together with. Yeah. Um so we have a couple things that we've watched. Um we are going to talk about the 48-hour film project next week because this ceremony is on the day that this technically will drop and so we don't know what's going on yet and we would rather wait till everything's over to go right. over that entire experience. But last time we spoke to you, we weren't sure what was going on. It did actually happen. We'll get into it.
1: Right. And by the time you're listening to this, we are either winners or losers. Losers. Probably losers. Um, probably losers.
0: Um, <clears throat> so we we somehow managed to squeeze a couple of things to watch uh, here and there uh, over the weeks. I feel like we haven't recorded in a gajillion years, which makes no sense because we were just here a week ago. I don't know.
1: No, but we skipped a week.
0: Sort of. Yeah. Okay. That's why it feels like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the first time in six years. How long have we been doing this? Six years. I think
1: five. Yeah. Five over five.
0: Five six years. Something like that. Um, it was the first week that we. You think we'd did be good not, at it by now? I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> and it was the first time we didn't drop an episode last week because we just had so much shit going on, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it was kind of it was kind of crazy, um, with the 48 hour film project and all that stuff. it yeah. uh, that was a lot of work. So, um, we uh we we watched some movies, and uh, we mm-hmm. are currently in uh. Uh, thrusted ourselves into uh below deck (laughs) which we won't be reviewing but everyone has guilty pleasures and that seems to be ours uh i don't know why i decided that i wanted to watch the show out of nowhere like three weeks ago just like out of nowhere three weeks ago i was like i think i want to start watching below deck
1: i don't think i ever would have thought to watch it
0: yeah and your exact response was really and yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, you don't have to watch it, though. But
1: I actually thought it was I said, really, because here's something you don't even know. Um, I said, really, in, in shock, because I genuinely thought that it was the I think it was it was like that Star Wars Star Trek show that um, What? there's a Star Trek show that's about like the people that work on the starship. It's like called it's, it has a similar name to Below Deck. It's like, you know. Um, and I thought it was that. So that's what I was like, really. And it's like a cartoon or something like that. Oh no, yeah,
0: no. Um, I'm very weird about animations. I, I am. My attitude towards animations is sort of your attitude towards documentaries. I often don't want to watch them, mm-hmm. and um, but unlike you, I do tend to not like them as much. Like you, most of the time, will get into it. Sometimes not, but most of the times you get into it. And with me, it's like the far, far, far and few between that I'm like, oh, I liked that. I actually liked that, but I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't like It's animations. called lower deck. All right, I'll give you that. You know, well, so that's pretty simple. Below lower. Deck. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway, yeah. So that's become our guilty pleasure, and we went um all through below deck Australia. Down Under. We went all through... Um, sailing Yacht. Sailing... We
1: started with Sailing Yacht.
0: Yeah, we started with Sailing Yacht. We didn't do the OG because the footage was too old well, yeah, and it started... threw us off. We
1: have to find a good season to jump in. So if you know a good season to jump in...
0: <laughs> it's... Look, everyone's got their thing. I don't know why I find this show so entertaining. I mean, the, the well, drama it's... is Look, entertaining. It's, it's a... well, but he... I am fascinated by this type of... That this is a thing. Right. Like I didn't. Like I knew people went on yachts and all that stuff, but I guess that I assumed that most people owned their yachts or they went on their friends' yachts. Well, the, or they just didn't charter know. a yacht
1: somewhere. You know.
0: I didn't even really. Yeah, I guess. But I just like I didn't realize that it was there was there were hotels on water. Yeah. Like I didn't realize people did this. Yeah. Um, and not not in a not on on a. Um, monetary thing like i know people spend crazy money it's just like i didn't know like oh so there's people whose like their their life and and their 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 um livelihood revolves around people chartering yachts for like anywhere between 24 hours to three days
1: well and then usually it's like a week or so you know you do it for longer it's never like these yeah these are shorter because it's a show and they want to get more in but um i feel like I remember hearing somewhere once that they, that they said they usually are, are longer. Look, we love, you know, the the, the 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 attraction of the show is to see annoying rich people act a fool, which we, you know, and then to see that kind of thing where you're like, oh my God, you know, this meal is so good. Oh, you're so welcome. So then turn around, you fucking asshole. You know, so <laughs> it's that whole thing of like poor people serving rich people and, you know, us being the poor people. Um, and then seeing how they, screw up their clothes or you know uh, for me it's just i'm
0: just fascinated the, by the, that the, like the, the fact this is a thing and that like just the mechanics of it yeah, i guess the, i never really thought about what
1: the drama side of it with everyone sleeping with each with with each other it's is like kind of right. like whatever and that's why like we first watched um sailing out and that had a lot of that but i feel like that sees that season or that version of it is the most dramatic one the rest seem to be more like about what it is that we want to watch we want to watch yeah. these people that don't know what the hell they're doing getting getting aboard this ship and dropping anchor while they're in the middle of sa- you know
0: well some of them don't know what they're doing yeah some of them do. i guess but i just always... never really thought about like how a yacht functions yeah and i never thought like it's interesting to see the different galleys and the kitchens and stuff like yeah. that and for me it's like the food like i'd say that 40 percent of the lure for me is like watching the chef do their thing yeah and it's like i just or not do I their always thing. wonder like oh my god would i be able to pull this yeah. off and, the and how is important
1: no. i mean as we all kind of figured but like the 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 food on the yacht is like 70 percent of your tip you know like yeah it's so important i'm just to like have fascinated
0: by chef. the menus and then how the, i don't know i don't know. anyway it's it's just a stupid uh guilty pleasure of ours Um, that we've been watching, but, um, so one of these movies, uh, there may not be much of a review, there may not be much of a review, um, because you liked it and I didn't. So I don't really, there's not really much to say. Um, I don't know. Do you want to start with that one?
1: Sure. So this one is called, uh, what's the name of it? Forgot. No, no, no. You no liked one's home it. or like <laughs> no, one, no one will save you no one will save you right
0: no one's home, no one's home. let's just go with that
1: <laughs> right, no one's home
0: no one's home uh <laughs> that was released on hulu <laughs> yeah.
1: no it's called no one will save you released on hulu with um one someone that we like Caitlyn deaver we're a fan of hers
0: mm-hmm.
1: she's a good actor um yeah i like to see for me i liked it despite Ryan
0: Duffield, by the way, was the writer director for it, yeah. which I'm usually very into, and I was very much looking forward to this, um, but I think it, I think it films. had
1: all the stuff to make a good film. Like it had a lot of interesting ideas and everything. I just feel like it it, be, it became it became too typical too quickly. You know, the idea of for me, I went into this thinking, oh, this I just the the smattering of things that i came across on the internet when i wasn't trying to avoid it was like oh it's like a home invasion movie but with aliens and i was like
0: that's I like didn't signs i know that. i didn't you even know? know that i watched um, a very small portion of the trailer and then i just went like i don't want to know i just want to yeah. go in blind and so i had no idea what to expect i thought it was going to be more supernatural mm. um i didn't expect the world's worst CGI aliens to just come popping yeah, out. So onto the Yeah, so that's a thing. Like that, that was a that was a surprise for me.
1: They they definitely were punching above their weight with the the <laughs> graphics there. I mean it was <laughs> unsuccessfully. So look, and, and it's like no shade to the artists, obviously, because they were probably given like a day to do them all. Um, but uh, you know, when you have limited resources, that's when you have to be creative. And I feel like this movie would have benefited from a little bit more creativity of not showing everything, you know. But or... I
0: just don't understand how you go from Love and Monsters that had brilliant yeah, that graphics, amazing. yeah, brilliant, and then you go to this, at which I understand probably didn't have nearly as big a budget, but there's no way that you're like, now nah, that'll do. Well, think about
1: this. Think about the creator, right? $80 million. We're
0: going to talk about that next. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, this movie was half that budget, a little less than half that, $30 million. But I do feel like there was half of, you know, the amount of visual effects in this versus the creator. Absolutely. The so, creator is all visual effects. Yeah. So I feel like the, the money was there to make this look good. It just... Didn't. In typical fashion, you know, I can guarantee that the studios got involved and they had the visual effects people running around like crazy, trying to figure out what they wanted to do. They didn't know what they wanted uh, or they did, but they didn't give them enough time because they mishandled the budget or whatever, a myriad of reasons. Um, But it's, it's, it was so, because I think it's interesting, you know, the idea of, uh, you know, there's like five lines in the whole movie, which is interesting, you know, it's kind of fun, kind of a cool little gimmick. Um, uh, And you are just relying, like, I think the first, like, I don't know, twenty minutes or something. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be good. I'm in. This is looking, you know, promising." Yeah. And then once you start seeing the aliens, it kind of falls apart for me. But the concepts were there. The ending isn't typical, which is, which is good to see. Um, but it's yeah. I mean, I did like it a lot. I think there was a lot of potential there, and I think Caitlin. If if not for her, the movie, you know, if they didn't have someone as strong as her in it, it would have falling apart a lot easier uh, but it was like uh, uh,
0: but the movie is not about aliens that's the thing for me is like
1: but they they throw
0: aliens at you and sort of almost from the jump right and i thought that up until we saw the alien the uh the tension building yeah. was quite good. I was yeah. like, okay, yeah, I'm yeah. invested. What's what's going on? What are these noises? What's what's happening? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we saw the alien, and I was like, dear God in heaven, yeah, what is that? It was so bad. And then I started to wonder, is it supposed to be that bad? Is this part of the joke? Like, it must be part of the joke. And I'm really not trying to be an asshole, but it just did not match the set design yeah. at all. Yeah. Like, the set design, the quality of the set design was so much... Uh, uh, further above than than the the actual graphics that I was just like I don't understand what's going on it's like these two departments had no connection at all yeah was there any did anyone talk well, to one another well, like do we? What, saying. Like, what, what are the tones that we have what they, the, what are the colors that yeah. we have like what's going on it was like they just t- that monster looked like something that you would buy online so. Like as part of a package. I'm serious. Like it yeah. looked like something that and that like somebody learned how to animate at the last possible second. And it was like, All right, here we go. That's the alien. It's something that would have been I've mildly seen it at a film festival. Yeah, mildly mm-hmm. impressive if I'd seen at a film festival. But for a movie that was into the, the millions, I, I was like, This is this doesn't make any sense. And then it was like you got hit with this this terrible graphics. And then it was like, Oh, wait a minute. This isn't a movie about aliens, so to speak. It's like one giant uh, metaphor after another and you get pummeled with them. Mm -hmm. This movie is about grief and loss. That's what it's about. Mm -hmm. And then the aliens are supposed to be symbolic. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I was kind of like, okay, fine. I'll sure until we saw the actual event that led to this sort of parting for her. Mm -hmm. That was the weakest death I've ever seen (laughs) in my life. Like, first of all, and, and, and I say this because it was a very, very big part of why she was who she was and where she was in life. all revolved around this accident or happenstance, if you will, uh, when she was a child. So so much of the focus was on that on what a pivotal moment that was for her that when we actually saw it happen I was like are you kidding me like first of all one of two things would have to happen Um, either that child was the softest headed child in the world (laughs) okay or she repeatedly beat her with said rock in order to kill her in which case I don't fucking feel sorry for her she's a serial killer she should be in jail so you know, otherwise it was like she hit her once with a rock. It wasn't even that big of a rock. Mm. I mean, yeah, she's gonna leave a welt. We might have a fracture at best, but you're not killing her with that. Mm. I ran full force across the room and went head first into a cast iron radiator. Yeah, okay, and
1: that was yesterday.
0: <laughs> that was two hours ago, and I'm fine. Okay, at two. So I'm still pretty soft headed, softer headed than she would have been at the age that she died. Yeah, yeah. And I had an egg on my forehead, but I survived. You know what I mean? It was just like this yeah. that's how she died? Like all of this, all of this and all of these all of this symbolic v- these symbolic visuals of everything that's happening to her, and that was the death. Like she might as well have killed her with a pencil.
1: Yeah. I think the problem is that they they tried to give the aliens too much um of a ba- like of a of a backstory or there's there's like all these different types of aliens right you have like the the walking normal kind you have like these little bug ones then you have these huge ones then there's they're doing these symbols yeah. and some of them are, have telekinesis which is actually an interesting part of it mm-hmm. i thought uh i really liked it cuz that was always like a thing you know the idea I, I assume the idea was like they're harkening back to like the old school aliens, right, with the, b- the gray aliens with the big heads and the small eyes or whatever, and there was always like telekinesis was always like a thing, so I'm I'm I was really happy to see that they brought that in there, but it was like you're. It, i don't know it was just too much it was just too much of the the alien's backstory or not even backstory because we don't know why or whatever but we
0: were involved in too many things that didn't really seem to matter or lead anywhere it because it was really just all about her inner turmoil
1: always being like one little you know step ahead of the alien jump and then it gets stuck in a car it's like yeah it's it's It, it, it yeah it tried I don't know. I th- I just feel like if they would have stuck to the root of the story that they started, and just made it creepy, I think it could have been. It could have done. Could have been like a really kind of interesting film, but they just kind of went way too Hollywood with it. You know.
0: Yeah, I I just didn't love it. It just didn't. Uh, but I do feel like there was I, I wasn't a, a nugget of all. a good
1: film in there. If if you kind of brush away all the. Stuff I liked I the like. concept
0: of not having dialogue which surprisingly was what people hated the most about it people There's that did film shit on coming it out
1: with no dialogue too um
0: it's really hard to carry a film like that as an actor and not you know not not be able to rely on on del- delivering a line a certain way mm-hmm. to sort of portray an emotion and blah blah blah
1: or to even tell a story was yeah that
0: it's it's not easy thing. and so like kudos for that but it's just it I, I think it was dead in the water before it even really started it. The script was not good. The story was not good. And so, and then the effects were not good. And so it, there was no redeeming factor. You couldn't go, like, ah, the story wasn't great, but the, the effects were cool. Like, usually you can say that. Mm-hmm. And we, I, I don't, I mean, we both, even you, I mean, we looked at the end and we were like, what's happening right now? Um, yeah. it, it was it was it was pretty bad and I don't know what the backstory was for why it was so bad but I just if well, people, I were the director it, it got, I would have been really unhappy it got, it
1: was good like I had people texting me like you gotta see this movie it's I so don't good, get blah, it blah, blah. yeah and that's what yeah. I watched it that's so I went in like maybe my uh maybe if I just watched it
0: uh, probably not still no it, it wasn't great um okay so we're gonna we're just gonna move on because again like I don't have anything I can't really add any more to that um so we um, watched um, we watched the creator, but we'll leave that for the end because I feel like we're going to have the most to say about that. And um, what, what was it? it was like a week ago? I think we watched uh, Reptile, which I was I was looking forward to mm-hmm. um, because of the lead, and then I also wasn't looking forward to it because of the supporting actor. Uh, so this was on Netflix. Um, it was the least Netflixy Netflix movie that we've watched. Usually, they sort of follow the, their their yeah. Netflix schematics, right? And they all have the same feel, and you're like, "Yep, that was a Netflix movie." They're never bad, but they're never great. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like this the cinematography is the same. It's like yeah. kind of it's almost like they have the same DP throughout every like yeah. production. They just follow this look, and and you can't sort of sway from that for some reason. I don't know. Um, but look. Benicio Del Toro is one of the greatest actors of our time, honestly. He's amazing. And, and you know, I don't think he's ever given a bad performance. He's been in bad movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not many. Uh, mostly the one that we reference a lot and joke about was Wolfman. Because the movie, the script was so bad that yeah. the joke was like, if Benicio Del Toro can't save your movie, you know yeah. that the script was I not... Like <laughs> I will kill all of you. It, he tried. My dude tried. He did the best with what he had, which wasn't much. Yeah. Um, and so I was excited for Reptile, but I would like for somebody to explain to me how the hell Justin Timberlake continues to be cast in movies. I don't know what kind of like horror show he walked in on 20 plus years ago uh, that he's got he's got something on somebody and he's gotten lead roles lead roles in movies not just like he shows following. up his followings in their fucking 40s are about to be 40 like the perfect, these,
1: perfect pool for this movie
0: it's so bizarre like he's not a good actor I'm saying this genuinely I'm not going it's not like I'm like oh because he was in sync like whatever he was in a boy band like whatever he's got some bops I'll admit to it I was still of the age to like appreciate some of the bops I was a little older though but it's like just stick to that you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I I don't know like I don't understand why he ever got into acting and how he remains like I understand people trying something like okay fine you tried it but how have you not gotten better in all of this time? Like you have the money, you have the resources to get good acting coaches, to, to, to provide yourself with opportunities, to meet the right people that can help you hone those skills. Nothing. He gives me lukewarm, not even, he gives me like room temp water <laughs> every time. Yeah. Scratch that, milk. All right. You know, when you forget that you've left the counter, you've left the milk on the counter. It's not quite spoiled, but it's that disgusting temperature.
1: We call that a Justin Timberlake in this.
0: (laughs) You just pulled a Justin Timberlake. It's not good. It's not the worst thing. Like, it's not like, oh, my God, I don't know how you. But it's just like, this is not this doesn't match. I don't I don't know how the hell he got himself in the same scenes many times with Benicio Del Toro. How does this happen? I'm more fascinated by that. I want to know casting-wise. I would love to sit down and be like, how the hell did this happen? Who came first? It's like a chicken or egg thing. Was Timberlake in first, and then he pulled Del Toro in? Because what director is going, you know what's really going to fucking round out this movie for me? Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Nobody says that. Nobody's saying that. So I'm like, I want to know, Like, who does he know? My
1: guess is that they had an actor in mind ready to play the role and then they they bailed the last minute and then the only person, the only they person get in the world that was, was available Jay was, Timberlake. Jo- was Jay Timberlake yeah sir Jay Timms Jay Timms is ready to go at I, any at any given moment
0: I, I am I'm sorry but I I am baffled
1: yeah I mean, look, I, I, I'm i a little less offended by J. Timms than you are, but I don't I don't feel he added anything to the role. And I think the movie would have been a lot better if they had a, an actual it's actor not, there. It's
0: not about like I'm not offended that he's in things. No,
1: I'm not. I didn't want to.
0: But it's not like when there's certain actors that I'm just like, oh, fuck this. Right. With him, it's just always like it's such a letdown. I'm still going to watch it because Benicio's in this. Yeah. He had to see something, as I think he was one of the producers for it, right? Yeah. might have had something. Did he write this as well, or co-wrote it, or something? I don't remember. Um, yeah, yeah, he was involved in the screenplay, he was and so the, in the it writing, was a director, yeah. writer, Grant Singer, and then you know, so he obviously knows this so guy, he, so he, so had he came some first. Yeah. He came first. There's no way Benny Seal didn't come first, so he came first in this. In, in, yeah, so if, duh, I don't know why I didn't put that together. So where, yeah. <laughs> where in the conversation are we? Like who? Would be the perfect person to play uh some shady real estate husband. Yeah. J Tim's. Yeah. Nothing about this dude. There's nothing exudes that, that, that J
1: Tim says to me more than shady real estate. Broker. I'm saying,
0: like it he it's just the worst vanilla ice cream you've ever had. It's like mm-hmm. that where you're like, oh, I guess, but you know that ice cream you used to get in school with the little wooden pallet?
1: Oh yeah, that's pa- he's That's the, he's, paddle, that, that's the, the kind paddle. of ice cream
0: he is. And as, as a palette. kid, well, like the little I, I think like of paddle, like yeah, yeah. But I think of like uh, you know like a like that that it comes from a piece of that because it's like cheap wood, like a little oh. paddle. You know, I don't know, yeah. um, like an artist palette. I think of because mm. it's like swirly. I don't know why I always thought of it. I don't know, um,
1: it's it's, like a palette knife.
0: <sighs> yeah, well, I think I don't know why. I don't think of it as a paddle. A mm. little wooden spoon. Okay, yeah, we'll just yeah. go with that. Whereas a kid, you're like, you know there's better ice cream out there, right? But it's like, well, yeah, but we're in school and we're getting ice cream, right? Yeah. That's Justin Timberlake. You're like, this isn't good. This isn't good, but there's other good people in this, so I'm just going to have to trust the process. Yeah. And and that's what we got. And he, for me, was the worst part of the movie. Yeah. Um, he brought nothing. He added nothing could have been a lantern sitting there it just was the same. he had no range no emotion absolutely nothing um
1: the things though like the things that benicio del toro can do with a look
0: i'm telling you
1: it's just you know i feel like for me he's he's another actor who i never really like he's like um there's another actor that I, that I do this with, too, and I can't think of the name of them. But he's one of those actors that's like, OK, it's Benicio Del Toro. I know. Like, I'm not I'm never dissuaded by anything, but I'm never like, oh, I have to see the new one. And yet every single time I see him act, I'm just like, this guy's brilliant. He's brilliant. I don't know why. It just isn't, you know, I don't know. But he is. He is. He had just, me after Fenster
0: once I saw him in Usual Suspects. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Because he played that character he's, so well. He
1: was in that show. We loved it. And he loved him in the show. and And so like yeah like he's just able to kind of like just give a glance give a look and you know exactly what he's thinking
0: but it's the same glance that's the funny thing for me with him is that where's that coming from that noise that's just my computer oh <laughs> why is it powering it's a plane to, landing. Yeah, sorry, it's like, "What is there like a jet engine landing yeah. on the house um the crazy thing about the Benicio the, the del toro stare if you will is that
1: del Stero. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that he can give you the same look, but depending on the scenario, it has a different effect. Sure. So the stare that he could the stare that he'd give you when he's figured you out is the same stare that he could give you when he's looking to get it in. <laughs> and it works differently. Same stare, but you're yeah. like, I know it's what you I know what you're talking about scene, here. Yeah. I know what I know what you want from me. Yeah. Uh and it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. He's a very uh um well I mean Fear and Loathing he was hysterical. Um and Fenster was of like a very uppity kind of guy, but mm-hmm. as he's gotten older he gets more subdued characters. He hasn't played a very like zany character in, you know in, in recent years. Um but he has like he's like the king of that stone cold look. He looks like right fucking through you. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I think um tom hardy tries to be really good at and no tom hardy's be, the king of doesn't... looking
1: to the side of you yes and making you like he not looks he has an
0: intimidating stare but yeah. it's actually what you either love that or hate that about him sure. a lot of people shit on him for doing that and the thing is that look i love tom hardy everyone everyone who knows me knows this i love tom hardy and do i think that he is the most versatile actor no he he pretty much kind of keeps it the same he has he doesn't have many channels but i think that when when he when he's in the right moment he gets it right
1: mm-hmm. just
0: right and then sometimes not so much um and so i think that's the thing is where like he looks away from you he looks just to the side of your face and doesn't quite make eye contact with you and it's very intimidating but he oftentimes takes it too far whereas like benicio knows how to just give the perfect amount of intimidation mm-hmm. in a look in a gesture it's in the way he walks you know he says to, the tone that he has to his voice it's just brilliant yeah. and so he was amazing in this i loved him i love like this character one,
1: there was this one shot that where he was looking at I don't know, this other cop or whatever and he you just by looking at benicio you knew that he was telling this guy, "I know what you're fucking doing. Right. I know it." And all he had it, and it was like a, it was like Subtle. two seconds, and it was all there.
0: It was yeah. insane. That's that's honestly, it's. I mean, look, it, it helps to have a certain kind of face, and he has a very sultry kind of. Sure, uh, you but... know, it it helps, but um, all that does is help. You still have to. There, there has to, there has to be that acting ability there where you're able to very subtly do those things. You can't really do that if you're hard. not in
1: that moment at that yeah, time. Yeah, it's so, so like, hard
0: to do. Um, and uh, I admire any actor that can do that because it's, it's like that less is more kind of thing, but it's, it's so much easier to fly off the handle. It's so much easier to be like, rah, 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 which is what Hardy does a lot, right? Where he's like, I'm in angry mode, but he mm-hmm. doesn't know how to bring it down enough. And so it's always like, you know, he's at 10 all the time. Whereas like Del Toro can be at 10, but like when he's at 10, it's like, it's scary, right? When he's hit that point, but he can be just as scary at a four. Yeah. Um and so like I said I loved him in it. I thought he did amazing. I didn't love the rest of the cast. It yeah. felt weird. Alicia Silverstone, she's okay. She's, yeah, she's, she's okay. Fine. Like I'm never watching something because Alicia Silverstone's in it. It's mm. like Oh, all right. I was glad to see her in something, you know, yeah. that she was still acting. And it was cool. And we had watched her in that other movie, the one with What's Her Face, when she was trapped in the house during the snowstorm. And she was in it for like a very brief moment yeah, in the I beginning. Know. And there was like a like a suicide scene. We were like, whoa. And we didn't expect it. And she played like a more morose character. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, she actually did pretty good. In this, Um, so her and Benicio were supposed to be like this more kind of... I don't know. How would you explain their characters? That like them as a couple. I could see they them, were kind
1: of like a uh, team. Like cause she, no, no, no. The, he I would, mean, he would I always mean like,
0: personality-wise, not oh. together. Like I'm saying, like um, I like that. Do they, you agree that you you could see them maybe at a key party?
1: Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? Maybe they had this kind of feel right, to them. But I like that they they did so many things to show their the tightness of their relationship. Like he's trying to figure out if these are teeth marks. And so she lets him bite her mm-hmm. to kind of see if, you know what I mean? So there's that. And little scenes like that, like kind of were so, so well done to kind of show you to strengthen that character, that, that, that relationship um, in a short, shorter I period. I loved that
0: time. about them, but did you buy them as a couple? Because I never did.
1: No, I don't think there was a lot of, um, there
0: was no chemistry.
1: Yeah. There wasn't a, there wasn't a lot of chemistry there. Um But I don't know if there was supposed to be. I feel like that was probably him as a as a character. No, because
0: like I said, they had this like upside down pineapple kind of vibe about them, mm -hmm. and so I was like, uh, that was that's what I was missing. It was like they didn't, especially when the the uh, was it a plumber? Yeah, because it was the faucet. Oh yeah, having that that faucet faucet put it like for him to have the the veracity that he had in his approach towards that guy when he thought that he might be trying to move in on his woman. That tells me that there. But this, I, this is this is a passionate think that he was relationship. To move in on the woman. Um I think he's a dude and he'd probably take any opportunity that came his way but I don't think it was as serious as Del Toro thought it was. Yeah. But that, that was spoke to his insecurities. Yeah. He was so that's what I'm saying, he was so uh so in love with this woman that the thought of this guy even thinking of getting in between them, he was already to take this guy out. He was, you know, uh in, uh, in intimidation mode and basically threatening him, right? And so but I didn't see that passion between him and his wife. Hmm. I didn't see that. I, I, I don't feel like him I don't know if he had enough time with Alicia or maybe she wasn't the initial person that they had in mind and they didn't have a lot of time to sort of build that chemistry. I don't know. It's like listen, um it's a real shame if you are cast as his partner would be a real shame if you had to, like, spend a lot of time with him and, like, be like, you know what, uh you know, we should probably, like, hang out together, maybe, like, spend a couple nights together and just, you know, and I'm just saying, (laughs) just for character research. It's for the movie, really. It's for the arts. I say that in jest because, of course, you know, it's Benicio and he can get it in. But what I'm saying, what I'm actually saying here is that you when those things happen, it you could always see it on screen. Yeah. Blue Valentine is a perfect example. I believed these two people were in a marriage together. I believed they were a couple. I believed all the feelings they told me they had for each other. I believed that they had them. And why? Because they moved in together. They they shared that time together.
1: Well, they're good actors, too, so it's, you know, but it's, you know, I don't. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, no, it's not
0: always necessary, but I'm just saying it would be a shame if you were to use that type of method. That's all I'm saying It's it's a method that you can use.
1: I feel like with someone like Benicio, that may be the only method that you could take.
0: You know, (laughs) I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. I just feel like he's the kind of actor that you maybe need to canoodle with. In order to like sure. just you know, really really get all the parts get together. That bond. Get the bond, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um
1: It's all research, you know.
0: Now that I'm done being a pervert, um, I just think they needed something. You know, yeah. they, they they needed to I don't know, have have a dinner together or have a really deep conversation or something. They just they they never connected. Mm-hmm. And I didn't buy them at right. all. Especially since they always had this sort of like sultry sexu- sexual uh like overtone to their like coupling yeah you know and yeah. then it was like when they were together i'd be like i don't i don't see this at all yeah um and so that sort of threw it off you know and and anything that any scene that 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 timberlake was in i was like i just want this to be over as soon as possible like jay tims he just he didn't he, he he didn't do the film any justice he didn't do it any favors no. um literally anybody else in there just any anyone else and i think that actually when you have i mean like you have you have a lead as strong as 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 benicio like you don't need J. tim's fan base
1: well sure i mean if 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 we all know that you know as filmmakers give him a much
0: smaller part if you're trying to bring people in look they're not going to know that he's not in a whole lot of the film until they're already in there sure right so give him a smaller part sure but the part was way too big for him yeah it was way too big for him and he got lost in it and he didn't know where else to go and he gave us the same facial expressions through the entire hour and a half of that movie or two hours that it was um it, it just it's got a good agent did, did did not work but i thought that the film itself like it wasn't the greatest thing i've ever seen but i'll tell you i didn't see that ending coming and uh it's rare that you get like, a Oh shit for me. Cause I'm usually like tearing a story apart. Yeah. I don't know how I thought it was going to end. Um, I don't know what I was expecting because obviously, you know, we know that he knows what they're doing and yeah. they know that he knows what they're doing. So yeah. I knew shit wasn't going to like go down. Well, you yeah. know yeah. I mean? This wasn't going to end nicely. Yeah. Um, but the way that it ended, I was like, what? <laughs> like, it was brilliant. I loved that yeah, about yeah. it. I loved that about it. Did not see all those people going down the way they did. Um, but I was a little bit... I was a little bit... Um, I'm, I'm going to say disappointed, but I didn't like that Michael Pitt's character just sort of is gone. Yeah, It's like he was there... And then, you know, they, they they very much push the narrative of him being a bad guy so much so that you're like, oh, he can't be the bad guy because they want me to believe that he's the bad guy way too much. Yeah. So then you realize, oh, there's something else going on here. And then he breaks into the house. Blah, 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 and, you know, OK, there's a thumb drive, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then he just, you know, then Jay Timms comes in and tries with all his might to intimidate <laughs> him. Yeah. Poor thing. Um, not even close. Uh, I think an angry kitten would have probably startled me a bit more than him. He certainly wasn't
1: crying a river (laughs) in fear, you know what I mean?
0: Wow. Um, So I just like, you know, I kind of, you know what was weird was that Michael Pitt's one of those actors that, uh we had mentioned when he popped up that i was like you know i wish that they would give this guy another role he always plays the creepy dude or like the kid who's got problems when he was younger and he started in acting because i remember he was in that movie with sandra bullock Mm -hmm. remember the two kids the two kids that were like serial killers and sandra Mm -hmm. bullock was like a detective or some shit like that um he's always been and then he was in that other movie with um what's her face funny games was that i don't know in the house when I don't he, know. he held them hostage and was that funny games? I don't know, maybe somebody out there. I don't, know. I don't remember. I'm too lazy to look it up, but he was in that as well with uh, with Honey Bunny, Tim Roth, Tim Roth, right?
1: I don't know if only if only you had the
0: okay, but information do you not know anybody's of name? Of like, hand. you don't, Honey Bunny from Pulp yeah, it's Fiction, Tim Roth, it's yeah. Tim Roth, yeah. So, he was in, it, was Tim Roth and what's her face? Well, uh, she
1: he calls her Tim Honey Bunny, though, yeah, but I, yeah, the yeah, Honey, Honey
0: Bunny guy, yeah. you know what I mean, um, and so. Cool, he always sort of he always sort of plays that off character and so I was a little bit like oh god here we go again with the same character but I will say he played it really well mm-hmm. um I believed that he was that you've met that I've known that kind of person you know through a friend of a friend you're like oh that guy's fucking weird um and he's exactly like that <laughs> so uh it, props to him but i just kind of wish we'd got a little bit of closure mm-hmm. normally i'm fine with that i actually like when things are sort of left open yeah um but he was such a like such a pivotal character in the story in in benicio's moving forward with the investigation because he was leaving him all these little easter eggs and then he just like yeah disappeared so yeah, i yeah. i kind of did not love that part but i thought the ending was great i thought that the, you know that that shock value i didn't see that coming and it was really good i just think the casting was just kind of magoo yeah i did enjoy it though it was just kind of magoo I did
1: too. it felt like a show when we were saying like that. yes and there was like it, it it was a long film it felt like a long film but not necessarily in a bad way like it did feel like there was a lot going on um so yeah it yeah
0: it, it was um i could have seen that as a show yeah uh but i mean you know
1: and then i, th- I remember thinking like I, this could be a show and then i remember thinking you know this Do you, you want to a watch show. the
0: whole show with with Jay Timms though?
1: No, but I was thinking like you know this could be a show, but then most shows could be this movie as well because that's sure. all they that's all they sure. you know you have nine episodes of something that could probably be told in two and a half hours.
0: So. Yeah. Um. All right, so we're moving into the creator. It's probably gonna take a little bit of time. There's a lot of things to say here. Mm. Yeah. Um. What? Okay, I'm ready. You ready, Freddie? Ready. So, um, we did venture out into the theater. It uh, it it it's got to be special for us to to head out into the theater, mm-hmm. and uh, we saw The Creator, which we were both very excited for. Um, this is very much my type of sci-fi. Mm-hmm. I love this type of District Nine-ish kind of thing. It's like this or like Moon type of yeah, sci-fi yeah. that's those are, and and you know anything uh looper type stuff i like yeah. stuff like that i like stuff that has like these little dimensions and messages yeah. and, and and things like that i like when there's different stories going on and mm-hmm. but i also like when we're just focusing on one person it's just this type of tone and this type of message that they have it's usually my favorite i'm not like of a, a galactica yeah. Kind of sci-fi. I don't like. I'm not into yeah. that kind of stuff. What is spa- the other one? Fa- like living on spa- Firefly. Firefly. I don't, don't like that kind of stuff. You're
1: not into spaceships.
0: I do like spaceships, but I like. Sp- I, listen, my one of my favorite movies ever sure. was Alien. So I, yeah, I do like spaceships, different... but it has to be done a certain way. It has to be really story driven. Character driven, or yeah, really yeah. character driven or story driven. Where I feel like Firefly and those things, they're very like, what's the word?
1: Superficial.
0: Sure, but I mean, they're they're campy. Kind of, you know, it's more about fan base and like, you're not really, nobody's ever really the greatest actor and the story is always terrible. It's always like this very like generic kind of thing, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't really, I get why people like those things are just not my thing. I like more of like Moon and yeah. um, uh, Killian Murphy. Remember he did one? He was in space. Oh, yeah. The Fireball yeah that kind Danny of stuff Boyle's film yeah. but don't get like i don't do like star wars and yeah. it just doesn't doesn't do it for me i do it all um, all the sci-fi you like all the sci-fi this kind of sci-fi i really this, enjoy always my favorite yeah. yeah this is this was really good and so uh this was a, dir- a director writer gareth edwards starring mm-hmm. uh john david washington uh madeline yuna voiles we're gonna get into her Uh, Gemma Chan, Allison Janney, um, uh, who else? I lost my thing here. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. And then, uh, Ken Watanabe. Watanabe. Yeah. Um, I think that was it for familiar faces. Well, Mark, uh, Menchaca we've seen in things before. He was in a couple of things that we've watched and then Ralph Innocent, who I always like as soon as I saw his face, I was like, "Who the fuck is that?" And it's the dad from The Witch, because mm. uh, you, yeah, yeah. no one else has that voice. Yeah. Um, so we've we've talked about the budget of this film on other episodes when all of that became public, and you mm. know,
1: of reported eighty million dollars. Yes, um,
0: which sounds obscene, and it is. It I is. agree, yeah. uh, but in comparison to star wars this movie and should have marvel cost closer to 300 yeah, million should just have to cost give more. you
1: just to give you some uh, uh, uh reference the latest fast and furious movie cost 280 million something yeah. like that so there you go
0: yeah that's all we need to say about that yeah that's well, all i'm gonna can, say about that. You can that.
1: judge the visual effects of each for yourself
0: <laughs> uh and so <sighs> washington this you know I don't. I don't envy him because it's not easy to fill those kinds of shoes. Yeah. The for the rest of his existence and career, he will always be compared to his father, who's a you know it's Denzel. It's Denzel Washington.
1: Yeah. Denzel. It doesn't help that you sound like him.
0: Not Denzel. Yeah, he sounds just like his dad sometimes, which is like it's it's really wild. And so he sounds like him, but I think that he will one day be a very good actor. I think he's just still getting his feet wet, and so he doesn't have a whole lot of range, but he's one of those actors that does well in the range that he has. Yeah, I believe him, and it's entertaining, and I believe what you're saying, and it's good. It's just I think that he just needs a little bit more time, and he's going to be even
1: better. Usually when you when you're under somebody's shadow like that, it goes one of two ways. You just milk it and make the money right. or you're so determined to get out from underneath the shadows that you really push yourself and strive to be better. And, yeah. You know, uh, Jason Ritter is a perfect example of that. You know, someone yeah. that like, he's got a super famous dad, but he made his own kind of thing. And so, yeah, he, he was great in the film. You know, he's, he's, he's coming along as an actor.
0: Yeah. I thought he did you know? really good. In, I, I thought he did really good in the part, but I'm sorry, Madeline, Madeline, I think it's Madeline. Depends who you're asking. Yeah. Right? Uh like depends who you're asking, as in her or her parents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cause they wouldn't know. That child
1: She stole the movie.
0: Stole the film completely. Um, I can only hope to be as good an actor as that girl is <laughs> at that moment, because she's grown since, right? Yeah. So she was yeah. younger when this was in production and i could only hope in 10 years that i have half the range and acting ability as as a fucking eight-year-old or whatever she was yeah. seven i don't know how old she was i don't know i'm weird with kids at that age i'm like yeah. i don't know what is that six nine it's <laughs> same shit um i don't even i don't even know i don't even know like how, the, when when somebody, regardless of whatever training they may have aided her with, I don't know, but there's just you know when someone has natural stage presence and acting ability, it is that child. Like she same. Actually, it was the same for me with um and his name escapes me now, and it's gonna make me crazy. But when we saw Looper, you know, obviously uh, very strong actors in this, and 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 they're they're great actors and what have you. But for me, um. It was all about Sid, hmm. uh, Pierce Gagnon, mm-hmm. um, who like that little kid had more range than I think he was definitely like five or six. And maybe
1: someone like a J. Timms.
0: Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> a piece of drywall would probably be able to <laughs> outact J. Timms. But I'm saying like that little kid stole that film for me. Yeah. He was amazing. And I remember we were watching a theater and I was like, who the fuck is this child? <laughs> like where and how? Um he was absolutely amazing. And I I, I like I, I think he does a lot of voice acting and stuff like that. I would love to see him in more I don't know if he's just not interested and in, or just sort of went more to voice acting. I don't know. He yeah. was brilliant. Yeah. And and this child was brilliant. Madeline was brilliant. And uh mm-hmm. the effects were stellar.
1: Yeah, so that's a, yeah, it so it it does what good sci-fi usually tends to do and it is you know, it tells stories about um you know, uh 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 you know, human you know, it talks about like really specific not specific but really like important topics that are going on in the world Human right error and yeah and well uh, it's you know it's failure it's, it's timely because it's ai and stuff right. or whatever but it's you know this isn't it isn't anything we haven't seen before the idea of this movie right um and i don't fault gareth edwards for that but because i think i loved the movie first of all i thought it it was just so amazing and the the effects were like perfect you know, mm-hmm. like there's, you know, I'm um, Pixel, you know, I'm sure I could watch it over and over again, you know, and, and I will, but it's like, you know, there's always that part of me watching a film like this, that is just watching the piece on their head to see if it slips anywhere, because like, right. it's slipping at all. And it's like, it was perfect. And, you know, to know that the amount, like watching the film, you're like, okay, so the budget was low for what it is, you know, 80 million is a ton of money for people like us, but for a big Hollywood blockbuster, it's nothing. And so... Um, you know, knowing going to places that they went, it's it was really really impressive because I'm sure they had a. a, When you're pitching a film, I would imagine, but when you're pitching a film, even for eighty million dollars, you know, you it it's this is an original story, Mm -hmm. but you you have to still kind of go to these producers with references, right? I'm sure they referenced District Nine a lot. I'm sure they Mm -hmm. referenced avatar a lot you know um because at that at this price point it's a return on investment this is they're not doing they're not giving you 80 million dollars just to make whatever you want to make a piece of art Mm -hmm. you're not nolan yet i love gareth edwards but he's not nolan yet so you know um he still has to go in there with and have a have a film that has themes and tones of Mm -hmm. other films that were successful so you're going to have a lot of that in there so i i didn't fault him for for that at all because it's you know I'm gonna say it's an original story, but it's there's a lot of tones and tropes and yeah. stuff yeah. that are that are that are very similar. I'm sure he wanted to do something even wilder, but is I'll, where
0: I'll take something that's inspired by other. I mean, look, we everything we make is inspired sure. by something else, right? And I'll take something that's inspired by something else over a remake.
1: Yeah, oh, any day, but it's like you know. So to me, the biggest thing that stood out was the fact that before they did one visual effect in the in the movie. The whole film was cut and edited and done before they sent any any frame off for visual effects. The whole thing was edited. And they knew what they this is the look of everything and one might
0: say that they had already edited it.
1: Edited it? Yeah. And if it's I don't know who who edited it, but if it was Ed, Ed edited it well. <laughs> uh, but I think that alone you can cut your budget in half. A lot of times, you know, for like Marvel's and, and, you know, all those all those crazy films that cost so much money. And I feel like if it's 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 kind of a weird thing. I know I'm kind of getting off topic, but just bear with me. <laughs> it's kind of like this weird thing because Hollywood is so interested in making money. Right. They're in the business of making money and that's mm-hmm. fine. Um, but so much of the money that is wasted is because of the studio. So it's weird. It's like. They can't. They can't get out of their own way to make more money. Right. You know, it's it's this weird thing because the reason that the movies are so expensive is them. And so, if you were to just say like, get it all your shit together, so that way when you ha- when it was time for visual effects, you knew what you wanted, everything was ready to go. They could spend more time on it because everything was specific and precise. Um, but they want to like do all this crazy I don't know it's just it's so dumb it's so dumb and so
0: I always wonder if it's like the, the the inability to commit to like when it comes to studios and the and the higher ups that are making these decisions is it the inability to sort of um, commit to a vision especially by somebody by someone who's not well known right so it's like well we need to be able to pick this apart and we need to be able to second guess you the whole way through so that's what we're going to do and it's going to take twice as long as it should take and it's going to cost twice as much as it should because we don't trust your vision and so we want to be able to stick our foot in it but then the problem is that
1: it's a matter of trust i think it's a matter of these mid-level producers wanting to justify their paycheck by going in and saying no no we got to change all this because that's wrong
0: well i mean i feel like that is part of a trust process because it's like look they're getting their money either way they're going to get their money either way whether they have a say in it or not i think it's a lot of like when you have people that and you having worked with producers um in in graphics but that's what i'm saying like it's like these are people that are not not all Producers, but most not flip that reverse it. Um, there are a lot of producers that started out at some point doing graphics and stuff like that. Not a lot, but there are some, very few, and there, but there are some. Sure, and so they would have a better understanding of what you need, right? right. But the larger majority of them don't have experience in that so they just know what makes money they're thinking of it's like that constant comparison of like oh remember that other movie they did that thing and that made them money so we should do that here but they don't understand what actually goes into doing that and so there's no concept of actual time realistic time or uh, timelines and and uh, you know um, how something would relate to a story it just becomes like a, a cash grab at that point and if you trusted, a director and just said like okay we're choosing you we read the script we enjoy this we have we have the mood board right right we have everything mm-hmm, here mm-hmm. got you it's got a district nine ish type of sci-fi thing going like okay cool but it's like you know everyone sort of has to get their foot in the pot to sort of say they made a decision on something so that they can be part of the success and then you right. look at something in marvel that costs twice, three times as much as this movie, and the graphics are not good. Yeah. They're not good at all. And it's like, how do you explain that? Right. You had so much more money, so much more time. You made this movie. What the hell is that? You know? Yeah. Um, it it really is all in your scheduling. It's all in your scheduling. And uh, you know, we see this a lot in when we go to film festivals and stuff like that, where, you know, we put a lot of time into like how is this gonna work? In a room, you know, I, I, I've spoken to people that will go to a location for the first time the day that they're shooting. And it's like, well, how did you know what the room tone was like? Was there an echo in the room? How high were the ceilings? Like, did you you have to know these things ahead of time to try to, you know, set yourself for the least amount of failure, at least. There's always something that's going to go wrong. And this audio is never going to be perfect. I'm talking about the micro budget world that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all part of that. That planning that I don't think a lot of people want to do. They just kind of go like, we'll figure it out later. And it's like, well, let's figure it out now. And then it doesn't have, we won't have to pay $3,000 in post to try to have somebody clean this shit up. And guess what? Because the audio that we that that we gave, gave them is not great. There's just so much they can do. So it's actually never going to sound great, but it's going to cost us $3,000 to sound mediocre. You right. know, ha- as opposed to us having gone there and been like, oh, you know what? There's a massive echo in this room, and we didn't know that. Yeah. Or there's this thing that we actually can't shut off that's going to be humming through the entire yeah. shoot, and that's a problem. And so now, if you try to remove that hum, you're going to take the actual audio with it. It's going to get tinny, and it's going to it's going to suffer. Yeah. And you know, he did what you should do. He had a he had a vision. He had a plan. He planned it out, and that's how you handle graphics. Yeah. The story's already made. Yeah. So you can't go in later and be like, "Oh, we don't want I mean, I guess you can. You'd have to do reshoots, but that's going to cost you a lot of money." Yeah. Um, you know, it's like here's the story. Did we the stories we got the stamp on it? You're good with it? Boom. Now we send it off and we give them the 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 accurate amount of time to give us the graphics that we need, which yeah. were stellar. Yeah. They were there was there was no there was no effect that I was like, Oh, I don't buy that, it didn't work, it yeah. didn't look good. Everything was top notch. And I you know, I don't do this for a living, but you do, so I I've gotten used to seeing good graphics and you know, when I've seen things that you've made initially and then when you've improved and you're like, Oh wow, yeah, that looks way yeah. better.
1: I mean to be fair, Gareth Edwards came from a sure visual effects background sure. and you know, Monster was his big film and that you know, so you know, this is kind of like his bread and butter so it, it's like and not to, you know any any dessert you know but you know i think a lot of the problem comes in, in that vision right he knows what he wants he did this thing great um uh you know with with the marvels of the world and dc and all them it's not really the, the, the director's vision it's the studio's vision mm-hmm. and you need to find a, a director to carry out that vision which is fine that's how you know i think there's room in this world for both both, you know, for all the things, right? You can have big-budget, mindless sci-fi. You can have small-budget intellectual sci-fi or either, or, you know, mix and match. Um, but I feel like it it does come down to trust if you are the studio and you're like, you go to the director and saying, this is what we want. We're going to pay you to execute this vision and become a, a director for hire at that point. And obviously that's fine. Uh, but I feel like they the studios kind of want the best of both worlds they want to bring on these directors and be like look we we've got so and so directing the next film and it's going to be a we got Sam Raimi to direct the film and it's like well you're not letting Sam Raimi Sam Raimi you know what i mean you're you <laughs> not him letting one, him, you Raimi. Gave him one scene yeah and so if yeah and it's scheduling you plan it all out you get make sure that you're you're on the same page with the director and the director's going to carry out the vision the way that you want um and if they don't you fire them. If they do then then there you go. You get it all edited and edited it. Edited it. And then it, it's the, and you, you save yourself a ton of money. I, I don't really know, you know, on top of that you have the marvels of the world. They're really kind of suffering right now because of this. or because of these there's no there's a there's a there's a, there's a huge lack in in good storytelling. There's plenty of stories out there. The comics are full of great stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not telling great stories because they're looking at it strictly from the perspective of uh, a product, right? And that's, it is what it is, right? They want to return on their investment. They they want to put 200 million into something. They want to guarantee that they're going to get that money back. But I feel like in art, there is no guarantees and, and you have to take chances because that's where the real money is made. You know, when you can you're 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 living in this genre of superhero films, but what w- what were to happen if you were to redefine what a superhero film is, and then you started your own, thing, right. you know? So I I just feel like I don't know. I just I hope I hope things change. And if this film, I'm 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 devastated the fact that this film didn't do well.
0: I don't understand that at all.
1: You know, um, I I just I don't I don't get it because it, it I think it it kind of has everything going for it. You have big budget boom booms and you have you know story you know original story (laughs) telling going on you have great performances i mean it really what what are they yeah explosions gotcha gotcha um so it it does have it really does have everything and it's probably going to be my favorite film of the year but um i am biased because i like him as a director and i like these types of films and so um i just you know, for me, it's all—it all comes down to that budget thing, and and so I, I really hope that, you know, because if 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 Marvel and Star Wars and Disney and all them, if they're able to see, oh look, if we get our shit together, we can make top-notch sci-fi films for less than a hundred million dollars, which then we can take more chances with, we can take more risks because for us to make a hundred million dollars back isn't as hard as for us to make three hundred million dollars right. back, right? And so. Um, they're always trying to make these big, huge. I mean, th- that last Ant Man film was like the epitome of, of oh, what God. they're doing wrong. That was awful. You know, and they're trying to make these big budget things, big swings uh, in terms of, of finances. And, you know, every film has to make like a half a billion dollars to be uh profitable because you know whatever and so like
0: i really miss when when indie truly was indie you know and it wasn't like oh well this was only made for 50 million dollars and it's like well jesus christ you know i mean look was the creator the most innovative creative story i've ever seen no no
1: and it's not going to be not at 80 million dollars
0: no it was no but i mean just even story wise, I mean, like you said, it hit the tropes. There was, well, I, 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 I think, like, it well, I my point was
1: is that it had to. There is no way that a studio would green light something. Yeah,
0: right. I, absolutely. But what I am saying is, like, did did I uh, for me personally, not yeah, yeah, on yeah. not on a uh, you know uh, on a, on a monetary standpoint, but like um, my least favorite part of it was probably like the love story trope. I am like, whatever, you know, yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. it was, it was it didn't add anything to it. Although so much, all of his, his uh, motives, uh, his motivations were, were uh, built around him finding her, you know, Mm -hmm. so it was like about this love. Yeah, that's not the most original. We've seen this before, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's a very common trope in, in, in stories. And I didn't love that, but not everything has to be perfect. I guess, you know, there's, there are different, there are different types of filmmakers. And I think that and some of the reviews that are... First of all, I gave this like a five-star review on Letterboxd. I thought it, it, it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. I had no problems with it in that, no, something doesn't have to be... Look, no movie's perfect. No show is perfect. There's always something that's like, man, could have lived without that. You know, there's nothing that's like, everything was perfect. Um, but... These things are subjective. Everyone has different tastes. You're going to like something. Somebody's like. A lot of the complaints that I saw with people was that it wasn't a very original story. It was like, we've seen this before. And I'm like, yeah, we're also on what? Star Wars 47? Yeah. Which is all bouncing off of a story that came out in the 70s. Yeah. We're still, still jumping off yeah. of that same narrative. We've done the same story with different characters. All right, let's try it again. Well, we've done this three times. Let's give it another go. Like, Yeah. And you keep putting, you know, like give me a break, you know. There's nothing original, original about any Star Wars that has come out after the 70s. Yeah, they're all jumping off of a story that already exists and it's continuing to go. Same thing with Marvel. Mm-hmm. We've had different Hulks, we've had different Supermans, DC. we've had different Batman's, yeah. we've had, to, you know, DC. We've we've seen the same characters and, and like, Jesus Christ, you know. Yeah. I mean. There is absolutely nothing original about those stories, and in reality, there's nothing great about those stories, really. Mm-hmm. Like if you take this story, it's very, it's it's very cut and cut and paste. You know what I mean? Right, so we're on a planet. This thing kills them. This thing doesn't. Boom, we go to the next. There's the parents of this one. This one again. Boom, they fight. Yeah. This one's really strong. This one's really fast. This one eats a lot. This one can put its foot through a wall. This one eats computers. Like whatever fucking stupid thing that thing does yeah this guy goes back in time he can move time but time doesn't move with this it's just like like...
1: a a villain of the week like every 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 new movie is like you have the bad guy and then they beat the bad guy and that's that it's the same thing you know and 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 look this movie wasn't perfect obviously there's a lot of things i would have loved to have seen in it but um i understand the 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 um the 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 hurdles that he must have went through to to have a studio give him eighty million dollars to do what he wanted with, essentially, but and something that was very so,
0: heavily based around a message.
1: Yeah, and so like you know, they were, they were probably like, "Here's eighty million, but you gotta have this in it, you gotta have that." You know, I don't. We'll never know the the right. the, the 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 sand how big the sandbox is. Well, maybe he he'll tell us when to, he comes on the show. Yeah, again. yeah. When he's when he when I get him on, we'll ask him. But you know, it's it's and and you know, maybe this is exactly the story he wanted to tell, and that's fine too. You know um because i feel and he's like he's also
0: a newer director like
1: oh. ish. i mean he's done a star wars film and a godzilla films so though yeah like... but
0: he's not what i'm saying is that like there's there's direct there's there's your scorseses and tarantinos of a role right where like this is their bag that's what they do and that's all they did whereas yeah. like he comes from a graphics background and he went into film yeah. and he's sort of like a director for hire
1: he was yeah, yeah. right
0: this is his first movie Right, that yeah, he hasn't went made like a
1: movie. I don't think since start Rogue One.
0: No, but I'm saying Rogue One. He didn't like. And Rogue, allegedly,
1: he got fired off of that. Yeah, right,
0: R- Rogue One wasn't something that he came. I'll up with. I'll ask him
1: when we have. Him yeah,
0: on. <laughs> the, they were gonna make that movie. Yeah, they yeah. brought him on, right? Rogue, but, one of
1: my favorite Star Wars films. Yeah, one like, of FYI. your favorites,
0: ironically. Um, but this was a movie. This was his idea. This was the first movie that he he pitched mm-hmm. as a, as his idea. Boom! He got to make it. Like, give the guy some time.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. It's it's. I feel like this movie.
0: If this was the first fucking thing that I wrote and executed, I'd be well, kind of proud Monster, of that. Which
1: was amazing. I, I yes, love that yes, film. yes. But, uh, there like, is that
0: too. But I. Um, but, but what I'm saying is, like, this was. He's got you know very famous people in this, and yeah, yeah. you know, it, it got the money that it got, and uh, like, I just think like, give give the dude some time, yeah. like, it, and not everything's gonna be perfect about.
1: I just love Every that. Every concept and idea. And I love the idea of someone bringing this indie mentality to big budget Hollywood. I mean, I feel like this is the only way forward to have a sustainable Hollywood. And I feel like he's kind of doing it. You know, he's doing the thing. You know, you can love or hate his film. That's fine uh, on the merit of it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the fact that he's like... Shooting with four thousand dollar cameras and shooting himself and having using rigs that cost like a couple grand, you know, and having this mentality of like this indie film mentality in a in a in a in a a, a big budget world, I think is is such a huge step forward because look, this is a huge huge budget film, like in terms of the spectacle of it. The visual effects are in like every fucking frame. There's Mm -hmm. huge things that places they go and do. There's never
0: a scene where you don't see it.
1: Yeah, and and. Think, now, think about that on a much smaller scale. What if the film only needed half those visual effects? Now, all of a sudden, you're at the level of, you know, Home Alone or whatever the fuck that movie... <laughs> alone by yourself or whatever that movie's called. What? No one, no one's home. What did I call it? <laughs> no one's home. No one's home. <laughs> no one's home. <laughs> you're, now, now you're at that budget and you can pull something like that off and, you know, you can scale it back. And I, I don't know... My fear is that no one will care. And no not one like will no, care. not like people like people are going to people but the studios and stuff when the studios see like oh my god No, but I think also make...
0: people. I think people well, like people... us will care. People that 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 appreciate it or in the business and what have you because will care, but the people, average person that no, left a bad review doesn't give a shit about what they don't know they what don't he care just about the did. Budget, yeah. No, no, but the, the thing is that they're sitting there harping on like, well, this was not the most original story. It was kind of it was kind of mediocre and blah blah blah. They have no idea what he just did. Yeah, they don't know. And so I listen. This story was a. It was it was good. It wasn't great. It was good. It is a great movie solely for me based on the fact that he did something that nobody else was willing to do and he just sort of you know uh uh pulled the cover off of a very very long uh uh uh, uh god i a can't trend even speak
1: that's going on in hollywood with with i mean financing it's, and i visual can't things. even
0: say it's a trend because it's sort of been it's been the the basis of of Hollywood and filmmaking and studios it's always been about excess yeah you know because you look at a movie now like you go like oh well this movie was made for 90 million dollars like yeah but 30 years ago that was a lot of fucking money yeah it was the equivalent yeah, of what I mean, we're doing there, now I would, I... and so there's always been this sort of foundation of like oh these movies cost a lot and he just went no they don't
1: yeah they don't have to they Give don't they don't million, cost that much you yeah make. that yeah.
0: was groundbreaking and whether you love the story or not for me this film was the district nine of the 2020s district nine if you go back and you you look at the at the effects you can kind of pick things apart a little bit you know you can i'll admit when we saw that shit in the movie in the movies we were fucking blown away and to me it's the same as the matrix i can pick the matrix matrix apart in terms of technicality now but if you really sit down and think about what was done at that time it was groundbreaking yeah. So it, it'll always have that respect because it's like, look, you did something nobody else was doing at the time. Yeah. District 9 took – same thing. A lower budget, had beautiful graphics, had a story that had a message and everything. Mm-hmm. And he did the same thing. And so I have the utmost respect for the fact that he was able to just stand in front of a studio and go, you're wrong and I'm going to prove it. And I don't think that the average moviegoer, which is why we look at the box office and all that, they don't – they're not in this. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care how much something because costs. Because they've seen – Thing, and, and to a thing. certain
1: degree, I don't think they have to. I don't think it's their job to care. And I get all that. And they can just say, oh, "I didn't like the movie," or "I did like the movie." And they didn't. They don't know what he just did, like you were saying. But mm-hmm. you know, that's why I don't. It doesn't really matter to me what most people think. They're going to love it or hate it. For me, it's a matter of: Are the studios listening? Are the studios paying attention to what he's doing? They'll see, they'll,
0: it'll be a one-off, and then they're it's a win-win
1: for everybody. Because but they're can, also
0: going to point at the box office. Yeah. And they're well, going to go, well, look, I mean, okay, fine. Yeah, you did yeah, it, but, but it I, didn't really make but us I think money. It
1: would be, I, I don't think that they're that dumb to say like, look, someone made a cheap, an inexpensive sci-fi film and it didn't do well. So we better make sure we spend more money. Uh, none of the reviews about this film are about anything technical. It's always about the story. So, you know, yeah, they can then know, then in their heads, they can say, well, we'll tell a good story and do the same thing.
0: I don't know. It's like, I and kind of...
1: I think it takes a lot of power out of the studio's hands because now in order to do something like this you need a director with a vision and uh you know whether you love or hate that vision is fine but you yeah, know but not
0: a lot of directors can do that if he wasn't well, if he wasn't in a I don't graphics think a lot of background one directors have that been can able, do that yeah. because
1: then then that takes the power away from the studios and puts it in the director's hands and they don't want yeah that.
0: but also so for for those that don't know let's just also establish the fact that it was more than it was more than him just planning everything and 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 having the film the final cut done and then going in for the graphics afterwards it was that he actually tackled another issue which is the amount of waste and excess on set and yeah. this i think starts to maybe ruffle feathers right because it's that kind of thing where like you know let's just say i don't know i'm just throwing like random information out here like let's just say that like a country was given a budget for certain things and then yeah. at the end of the year uh there was kind of like an audit, right? And then somebody came around and went like, "Hey, we gave you uh x amount of money, but you actually only spent x amount of money and there's still y left behind." And then that company went like, "Uh let's order some lobsters." <laughs> yeah. Just for the just for the shit of it. This way you can't say that I don't need this budget because I obviously had to use all of it. That's I feel that that happens. I think there's a lot of that sort of like money being made behind the scenes there where if you start picking these people out, they're like, whoa, 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 hold on. Uh, We're going to need at least 40 people doing fuck all uh, for at least six months on this set. And uh, what's going on here?
1: That's another thing, you know, that he, that I saw an interesting thread about this, which was like, you know, his big thing on this was like, all right, There's going to be days where we need a shit ton of people because there's explosions or visual effects or something. But there's also going to be days where it's just this fucking. That's what I'm addressing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And but you know, so then yeah, you don't need all of those people there on set. But then those people are free to work on other things. Sure. You know what I mean. That was
0: that was how we had justified it. But what I'm saying is like, you know how. There's always like this, like those weird goings-ons in 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 uh, in corporations, right? Where you go like, well, this seems more financially sound to do this thing, and then someone goes, actually, the reason why they do this is because this group of people over here they make money when they waste the money on that, and you're like, yeah. oh. And I feel like that's what's happening. That's something that happens. I don't know. I've never been on those big sets, mm-hmm. but having seen the the amount of money wasted on the small sets that I've been on just for shows and stuff that i'm like if it's happening here yeah you know it's happening on a grander scale on a set that has 300 million dollars you know very
1: kind of uh delicate topic because you don't not want people to work um and so by saying like well we don't need all these people then you're not paying those people they're not getting paid and then they can't feed their families or whatever um but i feel like if you take a step back and look at everything I think that that's a much more sustainable model for everybody, and that um, you don't have one big huge movie being made every year that everybody has to be involved on. You can make two or three or four smaller films financially. You know, it's the scale of the actual film being irrelevant. But you know, now now you have more opportunities to work, and yes, so I feel I, like in the long that, run, I feel but... like it's a much more better decision financially as well. But I feel like Hollywood doesn't. You know the 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 people that the producers, the people that make these decisions, don't care about a long term thing. They want to make money off. Every, they want to make a billion dollars off every film, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, for them, they'd rather do one Marvel film that makes them a billion dollars. Why mess with uh, a twenty million dollar film that'll make them a hundred million dollars? Why do that when you yeah. can make a billion? Obviously, you know, it's right. like a yeah. thing, but it's like,
0: and know, when you can have, I mean, aside from like Alice and Janney and. um and Washington um not really a star-studded cast well, they're familiar kind of yeah they're familiar faces but yeah. i can i can assure you that like you know just a random movie goer no, yeah. doesn't know her name and can tell you movies that she was in it's just a familiar face so that was that was another kind of risk there where you just kind of have like two main actors that people go oh i know who that is and not even Washington i think that without seeing his last name people Unless you're a fan, like you know, you're more of movie buffs like we are, but like someone who's not very familiar with this wouldn't look at him and be like, "Oh, that's Denzel's son." Yeah. You know, they they he's still kind of up and coming, so it was a huge risk on 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 uh, on the the director's part to yeah. to sort of cast the way that he did, and um, I don't know. I think when when we say yeah that the that the the average audience member doesn't know what he just actually did and that they don't have to yeah they they kind of do though in terms of the studio feeling like there was a profit because the fact that they didn't know that
1: well i think there was a lot of things against i don't think this film was marketed very well no, at no no it was um, not it and, was not you know and i think that they could have really played up the, the the action aspect of it and the you know there was a lot of action a lot of uh, there was a lot of spectacle there and I'm really surprised they didn't lean into that for a lot of the uh, marketing, yeah. you know. Um, and I feel like it could have been much more profitable had, it, had they done that, you know. But, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, for instance, I cannot get away from Killers of the Flower Moon. I have yeah. tried I the amount why. of times that trailer has come up. And I'm like, fucking hell. Like, I don't want to know all the scenes in this movie before yeah. I see it. And I have to, like... Plug my ears, change it, you know, whatever I have and that's, to do. To me,
1: that's a much harder sell because it's, you know, it's it's a drama, it's a seven hour drama about
0: <laughs> it's three and, and know, a half hours
1: about uh, you know Native Americans, you know, and how poorly we treated them. Good luck pitching that to America.
0: Yeah, well, you know? I mean, but the thing is, you've got you've got Marty and you've got DiCaprio yeah. and you've got De Niro, and so uh, you know that those that's a the the trifecta right there. Um, that he's worked with before, obviously, and so you're gonna have people that that are gonna.
1: I'm sure I can I can guarantee you that I'm gonna say this movie was too long. There's no.
0: It's Martin Scorsese. All his movies are too long. Right,
1: but, but it's like just do a show, then Marty. Okay. <laughs> Marty you doesn't know, do Another show. hour, and you could have a fucking miniseries.
0: Marty doesn't do show. Well, you know, I know. what I think. It, you know what I think it is is that he's an old school filmmaker, and so yeah. he really he's very much part of the production, you know, that's that's fine, the thing. If like, it's look, good, it's fine. That, well, here's the thing. Just, like, I, I I I don't like when people do the whole, like, this is how we used to do it. It's like, well, look, things change. Yeah, Things change. And I think that they're, it, they change for the good and they change for the bad. And where I will say, like, I respect the fact that he's the type of filmmaker that was involved in a production. He's involved in writing, he's involved involved in directing. He is part of that production. Same thing with Tarantino and all your old school kind of directors. Yeah. They are all they, they've got their hands and feet in the entire production. Whereas now directors are for hire. Mm -hmm. Martin Scorsese made this movie he wanted to make this movie someone didn't think to make this movie and go like oh what are the let's see who we can get for the oh maybe you know this is his movie this is his vision this is what he wants and that's not to say that the studio didn't get their say and he probably didn't get everything he wanted I can assure that happened Uh, but uh, that it's an investment for him it's an emotional investment it's a, a mental and physical and financial and everything and he has thrown his own money into things because studios have been like yeah no we're not feeling that And he's like all right fuck it I'm gonna make it anyway so he's not pumping out movies every month, every year, every 3 years. Scorsese makes a movie like every 4 or 5 years because he's taking all that time yeah. to actually be part of the pre-production. It's a very big event. Um and I respect that. I think that it's it is a dying art that I don't think is going to come back. I think mm. it's going to die with the with the, that that generation yeah. of well, filmmaker because the studios think- are not going to let them have that kind of control they Not kind at of... that budget but i do no. think
1: there's going to be a lot of freedom at the lower budgets for filmmakers to do stuff
0: well we've been you know? we've been yakking about this for a while and we do have to end the episode but will i what i will say to sort of wrap that up which we'll get into next week is that um while while you say well while, while you take the the optimistic route for that i'm going to take the pessimistic route what a surprise um, and we'll talk about that in detail, a little bit more detail next week when we get into what's going on with A24. Yeah, yeah. I've seen
1: so that. if you've seen the headlines, if you've ready. seen the
0: headlines, yeah. So we'll talk about that, and that's why I'm pessimistic about it because I really I don't think that even on indie levels, but it's I think there's going always to going to be
1: a market for smaller the market films. is
0: very small and that market's never going to make enough you're never going to get
1: an, anything above 10 million dollars to make an original no. film no it's not going to happen no or a film that a studio wants that you to make your own film right. yeah you're right i think you know the nolans i and think the, that's and the that's Tarantinos dead in the water and those, once yeah those, once, once they're those people gone age out because there's nobody new coming up and i no. feel like gareth edwards this is his kind of like way of putting cementing his foot in this in this in this kind of arena and saying like this is me. This is what I like to do. So, mm-hmm. you know, get on board. And that's why I feel like if the movie had done well, he could have it could have really helped his career in terms of I mean, obviously, but in terms of like being able to command a budget to make something. It you could know?
0: have been more ground, groundbreaking for the film community and for as for newer whole, filmmakers yeah. as a whole. But I I don't think that I don't think that the bigger studios would ever allow that, even if it's successful no. on an underground level. No, they don't want to
1: give the power to the They directors. don't
0: want to give the power and they don't want to give up money because
1: but they don't money, even have to right money because, made
0: is money spent you know what i mean so mm-hmm. something may seem wasteful like oh look i've made this for less but you've ruffled feathers in doing that right. because now someone's not getting paid right. so if, because right, you did if, that
1: if sony was to say all right gareth edwards you made a, a shit ton of money i don't know who who the studio is but if they're like all right you made a shit ton of money for us he's like yeah i'm gonna go make a movie with somebody else now mm-hmm. an, another studio even though it's my movie but they're gonna fund this one um that gives the power to to that director yeah. to make and they're not going to allow that. another studio to make money yeah yeah so Plus, you know most producers not all obviously but most producers have a huge fucking ego problem and they think that yeah. they're directors themselves and they, so they want people that they can just puppet you know yeah
0: so um, and I'll,
1: i'm willing i'm willing to be that puppet for this <laughs> low low price of <laughs>
0: two million yeah um on that, on that note, uh, on that positive note. But I note. do feel,
1: but yeah, just real quick before we wrap up. But I do feel like these directors need to take their career into their own hands too and start doing things and start thinking outside the box and thinking of ways that they can get their career to a level where the studios can't ignore them, you know? And I feel like, and especially in today's society with, with social media and technology, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity out there for a director to um, become a commodity, as, as sad as that is is, we'll, you know.
0: we'll see we'll see yeah. where it goes but um i don't i don't see, i i just personally don't see that happening just because the whole business has been built on greed from the beginning of time sure. and yeah. so i think that the, that it's more likely that there will be a spin-off of uh studios and that movie making will change in another direction there'll be like a subcategory of it they'll remain they'll have control and all that stuff But that there'll be more of like a If there's any change, it would be like this subcategory of people that go off on their own and sort of go like, all right, well, then screw the studios, right? This big studios. We're going to do this here. Accepting that, all right, we're not retiring off of this movie.
1: Go Gorilla Studios. All right, buddy. We're gonna start it anyway. So I next buy week, that URL.
0: Yeah. So next week we're going to talk about let's we'll talk a little bit about the the whole A24 thing. Can't say I'm too excited about that. And then we're going to talk about our experience with the 48 hour phone project, as that will officially be completely over at that time. Uh, shout out MoGraph to MoGraph, and uh, you know, join us next week so you can uh, experience the high drinks that uh, we we'll that <laughs> that will ensue in our storytelling. Um, as, as per our experience in making a film today bye bye <gasps>